Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, it's Motivational Monday once again, but most importantly, let's not forget that today is Memorial Day, the day that we take to remember those of our military forces that have passed away, have gone, have died for the cause of freedom. So it's a very important day. So let's not forget those that have done so much for this great nation of ours. Today we are in Deuteronomy 34. And let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this hour, for this time that you have given us. I thank you, Father, as we come before you, that you would just speak to our hearts. Let it be you and not us, Father. And also, Father God, we pray, O Lord, for all those that have gone before us, Father God, especially in the military, Father God, that we pray for their families, Father, as they remember their loved ones today, Father God, and the sacrifice that they did. I thank you, Father God, for what you're doing, what you have done, and what you're going to continue to do. So this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right. You can stretch if you need to. And Pastor Jason, be reading. All right. Good morning. Deuteronomy 34, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Then Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo, to the top of Pisgah, which is across from Jericho. And the Lord showed him the land of Gilead as far as Dan, all Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh, all the land of Judah as far as the Western Sea, the south and the plain of the Valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees as far as Zoar. And the Lord said to him, this is the land of which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes, but you shall not cross over there. So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him in a valley in the land of Moab, opposite Beth Peor. But no one knows his grave to this day. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses ended. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. But since then, there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. And all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt before Pharaoh, before all his servants and in all his land. And by all that mighty power and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. Amen. Amen. All right. All right here we go. Deuteronomy 34, the final chapter in Deuteronomy. It's been a long ride, <laughs> this particular book, you know, but it's come to a conclusion now. And it says, you know, verses one, two, and three that, you know, Moses went up, you know, to the plains of Moab, to the mountain of Nebo, you know, and, and the Lord there, you know, started to show him, 
the land, you know, started to show him the promise, you know, of, of the land, you know. So he took them up there and he saw the whole, all the plains and all that. So this was the final day of Moses, you know. So he was up there and, and the Lord was showing him the promised land, the, you know, the land that he has promised his people, you know. But yet again, you know, Moses was not allowed to enter into this land. And in verse four, it says, the Lord said to him, this is the land which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants. I have caused you to see it with your eyes. So the Lord wanted him to see this land from a distance. But then he says, but you shall not cross over there, you know, and, and why, why would Moses, you know, not enter the promised land? You know, and, and and just like our pastor Jason said last week, that that Moses misrepresented God. You know, when when he approached the people, <clears throat> excuse me, Moses lost his temper with the people, and he acted as he acted wrongly with them. And this is found in Numbers, <clears throat> excuse me, Numbers twenty uh, seven to twelve, because we have to realize why was he not allowed to enter the land. Because all through Deuteronomy, in different areas, the Lord was telling him, you would not enter in. And in Numbers 20, uh, 7 to 12, and it says, and the Lord spoke to Moses saying, you know, because the, pe- the Lord was talk- talking to Moses because the people were on the uprise again, just like children. You know, when your children want something and they keep asking and asking and asking, you know, and until you get to that point, you say, okay, okay, I'm going to take care of you. Well, the people, again, were thirsty. The people, again, you know, they were hungry. The people, again, were complaining, were complaining again. So Moses, at this particular moment, you know, you know, he was hearing them, you know, and he went before the Lord, and the Lord told them, and in verse 8, in the, uh, Numbers 20, he says, take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, and gather the congregation together and speak to the rock. He says, speak to the rock before their eyes, and it would yield water. And you shall bring water out of the rock and give to drink to the congregation and the animals. You know, and in verse 9, it says, and Moses took the rod before the Lord, as the Lord has commanded him. And this is what he does. This is what he does. He says, and Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said to them, hear now, you rebels. Did God tell him to call anybody anything? Did God tell him to call anybody anything? Absolutely not. The Lord told him, speak to the rock. So here he goes. So now Moses is speaking. He calls them rebels, you know, because he was upset. He was angry, you know, and he says, must we bring water to you out of the rock? You see why he says there, you know, must we? Who is we? You know, Moses was only the prophet, you know. So Moses was saying, as you know, that must we bring water out to you? So therefore, you know, he was he was saying, acting like he was doing it, acting like, you know, that, you know, they're causing him to work. And he says there in verse 11, this is the kicker. And Moses lifted up his hands and struck the rock twice with his rod. Water came out of it abundantly. The congregation and the animals drank. So what happened? Moses was angry. He was upset with the people because they were constantly asking, 
constantly asking for. This was his position. He was the leader. They're going to go to him. And of course, they're going to complain. How many times does your children complain to you? <laughs> How many times? How many times have they come up to you and they say, but mom, but dad, you know, and, and they always want something. They always want something, you know, and, and a lot of times we, you know, we yell at them. He says, you know, go over there and play. Leave me alone now. But there, but see again, Moses was upset. The key thing here is never say or do anything out of anger. Never say and do anything out of anger. Anger could cause separation, divide families, and destroy relationships. That's what anger does. That's what anger does. And that's why, you know, in Ephesians 4, 26, it says, be angry and do not sin. And do not let the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, we have the right to get upset. We have the right, you know, to be angry at times. The problem is when we allow this anger to turn to sin. You know, sometimes, you know, our family, you know, and, and this is, happens a lot in the families, you know, anger is a big issue because sometimes we don't even ask for forgiveness, you know, when, we, when something happens. Sometimes we allow the anger to fester. We allow the anger, you know, to, to remain where we should be dealing with this anger. We should be communicating, uh, at the, you know, what's happening, you know, and for me, the, you know, the, the, the main words here is, you know, if you're upset or whatever and you do something wrong, you know, that we need to be able to say, I am sorry. I blew it. I messed up, you know. And also, if they come to us asking for forgiveness, you know, we need to receive them and accept their apology. Because, again, he says, he says, be angry, but do not sin. Do not allow it to fester. And I believe that Moses was holding a lot of anger, you know, against the people because they were always complaining. They were always wanting more. They were, all, you know, and, and to a certain degree, you know, they had a right to complain. They, you know, they were thirsty. So who are they going to go to? They're going to go to the leader. And they were here at the, you know, they were attacking the leader and the leader was getting, he got upset. But yet again, he didn't do what God has told them to do the right way. You know, so we need to settle that anger and not allow another day to pass by without us, one another, to forgive each other. You know, what, look what it cost Moses. It cost Moses the promised land. The promised land that he's been talking about, you know, because way back, you know, 40 years before, you know, they were, they were, they were going through the, through, the, through, the, through the wilderness. The Lord spoke to him about the promised land. He went to, 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 to Egypt. He did all those miracles, all the stuff that took place in Egypt, you know. And here we find ourselves that at the end of the chapter of his life, you know, he, he's not allowed to enter. And why? Because he allowed that anger, that anger to, to fester, that anger, you know, to have, to have a life in him that he did what he did and he disobeyed God because of the, the, what he did here by him acting this way and doing what he did, he wasn't showing God the honor that God deserved. He wasn't giving God the glory. You know, he, he you know, he, he, he kind of like, like took that upon himself, you know, saying like, I'm doing this, you know, and a lot of times, you know, 
we have to understand that we mess up. And look, and, and, and on top of that, look at look at on Sunday, you know, at the the the, the message, you know, at the, the my messy life and, and the messy church. And you know, and the pastor Brendan spoke to us about that again, you know, because we all have messes in our lives. We're all not perfect before the Lord. We all have stuff that we're dealing with and going through. But the most important thing is that we have a savior that we can turn to and ask for forgiveness, you know, and go to him, you know, because he wants us to live a victorious life. But we have to be careful how we act. We have to be careful what we do. We have to be careful what we say, you know, and Moses did the wrong things back in Numbers. You know, the book of Ephesians 4.29, it says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Let no corrupt word proceed out of, the, out of your mouth. But what is good for the necessary edification that we may impart grace to the hearer. In other words, do not allow anything that's that's not right to come out of you. You know, we, 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 we are here on this earth and we represent the Lord. We are his ambassadors. Pastor Brendan always says that we are his pastors, you know, out there, you know, so we represent. So we have to make sure that we represent the right way. And Moses here, here in Numbers, he didn't represent God the right way. And guess what? You know, the, the, there's a penalty. Sometimes the Lord forgives, but we got it, you know, but there's consequences that come after our actions. You know, you may do, you may go and rob a bank and you may repent from robbing a bank, but guess what? There's a penalty that, you, that has to be paid, you know? So even though you may be forgiven, you know, there's still a consequences. And, and, and it says here, says here that, you know, let no corrupt word, but that which is good for the necessary of edification to lift up one another, to impart grace. Who doesn't need more grace today? <laughs> you know, with all the stuff that's going on, sometimes we say, Lord, I need more of your grace to deal with this. I need more of your grace to deal with my family, with my kids, because my kids are driving me crazy, you know, you know, and, and, and we, need, we need more of that from the Lord. But, you know, yet again, Moses, you know, he lost that. He lost that at that moment, you know, because he was upset. In Deuteronomy 32, uh, 49 to 52, you know, it says, the Lord told Moses, this is what the Lord told Moses. He says, go up to the mountain of Abram, Mount Nebo, which is in the land of Moab, across from Jericho, and view, see all the land of Canaan. So again, here he was saying, see all the land. And it says in verse 50, this is verse 50, he says, and die on the mountain. Look what God is telling Moses. You're going to die on the mountain, you know, which you, you are sent. And be gathered to your people, just as Aaron, your brother, died in Mount Pur, you know, and was gathered to his people. Because you trespassed against me. The Lord was reminding him of what he did. You know, you trespassed among, at the, at the, against me among my people Israel at the waters in the wilderness. Because you did not hollow, in other words, you did not honor me in the midst of Israel. So the Lord was telling him, because you did this, because you did this, and yet you shall see the land before you, though you shall not go there unto the land which I am giving the children of Israel. So the Lord was telling him back then, you know, this is the land, and this is what's going to happen. But because of your trespass, because of your sin, 
you know. So there, you know, there's like I said, there's always consequences. That's why we need to make sure that, you know, that we go before one another. And if they offended us, we can have communication. If we offended them, we should have communication and we should discuss the situation. We should come before them, you know, and guess what? And if we need to ask for forgiveness, then we need to ask for forgiveness because it's just so, so easy to say, I'm sorry. So easy to say that, you know, but yet again, sometimes it's, it's so hard for us to do it because none of us wants to, you know, you know, feel guilty about it. And none of us want to, sometimes we don't want to confess that. But yet again, God is saying, you know, look, 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 look what he's saying in his word to Moses. You shall see it, but not enter in after all that time, after all that time of waiting for the promise, after all that time, you know, you shall not go in. Why? Because of his trespass, because of what he did back then, because he did not honor God, you know, because he allowed anger, you know, because this, this short 12 verses in, in chapter 34, which concludes the whole thing about Moses, you know, and, 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 and it just, just says, you know, because this is what happened. You know, it says there in verse five, it says, and so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab, according to the word of God, because God already prepared. God already was moving. God already has done, you know, and he says there in verse six, and he buried him in the valley of the land of Moab. Who buried Moses? <laughs> Who buried Moses? God buried Moses. Because he says there, and he buried Moses in the valley. And no one knows where the grave site is. No one knows to this day, you know. And guess what? And Moses, you know, and Moses was buried there. And in verse 7, it says, Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural virtue diminished. In other words, he had perfect health. He had perfect health. It wasn't like he was dying. It wasn't like because he was old. It wasn't because he was afflicted. It wasn't because anything else was going on in his life. You know, God told him, you're going to die in this mountain. That your time has come, you know. And it wasn't for natural causes. But it was an end. Because the next chapter was about to happen. The Lord was getting ready to move the people into the promised land. To open up, the, open up those doors for them to go in. But Moses was not allowed to go in. So therefore, his time has ended. But the most beautiful thing here is that the Lord prepared. And the Lord made a way. And the Lord was there. And the Lord took care of it all the details. He was gracious enough to tell Moses, here it is. You're not going to enter in, but your people are. I'm fulfilling my promises to them that they will enter into the land. But then God ended up taking care of Moses, you know, and he buried him there. And in verse eight, he says, and the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab, 30 days, that was pretty much their custom. If somebody passed away, they'll be mourning them. They'll be weeping for them for 30 days, you know. And, and then after this time, after this time, it, it goes right into the next chapter. The next chapter is Joshua. So God 
already has been preparing Joshua for this time. Even though Moses' life was cut short because of his disobedience and he was not allowed to enter the promised land, God was always preparing and God was always going to make a way. And he says there in verse 9, And Joshua the son of Nun, full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. Moses previously, the Lord told Moses, that set Joshua aside, you know, separate him for me, you know, and, and Moses was dealing with Joshua. Moses, you know, back in, in Numbers, you know, 11, 17 and Numbers uh, 24, 30, the Lord was preparing, uh, Moses, excuse me, Moses was preparing Joshua. You know, Joshua, you know, he was, he was trained. He was schooled in the ways of the Lord. Why? Because he spent time with Moses. And this is found in Deuteronomy 3.28 and Deuteronomy 31.7-18 and also back in Numbers 27.18-21. You know, he was being groomed. He was being prepared. You know, God was making a way <clears throat> for his people. God was, even though it was, a, it was a, a sad ending for Moses, you know, well, God, the end, the story doesn't end there. God was already preparing the people. He was making a way for them. He was making a way for them. So again, I say to you, you know, never, never feel that, you know, that God has abandoned you. Never feel that God has, has, you know, left you, you know, because we serve a God that is mighty and powerful. And even though we may be going through a crisis, even though we may be going through a difficult situation, even though sometimes things are, doesn't seem to be working out, you know, and, and we see all these changes going on. God promised us in First Chronicles 28, 20, he says that I will not leave you nor forsake you. I would not leave you nor forsake you. So the people at this time, you know, when they seen that Moses was going to be, was taken away and Joshua, you know, was going to uh, be leading them, be leading them, but the Lord was preparing them. The Lord was making a way because what he says there, he said, so the children of Israel heeded him, heeded Joshua and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. You know, so the people were already were being, were being groomed. The people already were being talked to the, to them about Joshua because he was going to definitely be the next leader. He was always with Moses. So the Lord was always preparing. The Lord was always making a way. So if your life comes to a complete halt or you feel that like you're going through a complete change and you, and you don't understand why are these things happening, we have to understand that God is in control. God is in control. And if he's in control, he's making a way. He's making a way. You will never be left alone. You will never be forsaken. You will never be abandoned. We just need to continue to move forward in the Lord no matter what and give him the praise and give him the glory and give him the honor. You know, because as we do this, as we seek him and as we serve him and as we worship him, he has a way of opening up doors and closing doors. He has a way of making a highway in the desert. He has a way of turning things around and he has and he will. So my brothers and my sisters this morning, be encouraged that God is making a way for you. Be encouraged that God is making a way, even though you may not see it right now. You may not have no idea right now, but God 
is making a way because he will never leave you nor forsake you. And look, and look at what, what the Lord says about Moses. You know, he says in verse 10, but since, since then there has not arise in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Look at, you know, he was the one that spoke to the Lord face to face. He had that advantage. In, matter, in, other, in other words, when God spoke to him, in God's presence was there. And God spoke to him. He says that that says that when Moses came down from the mountaintop, that he was he 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 has this glow about him that the people had to put told him to cover up his face because he had such a glow of the presence of God. That you know, and that is God's presence. And Moses had that and, and we could have had that at that time too but we refuse the people at the time say no you speak for us you speak to God for us and we will stay back here and you go to the mountaintop but we were given the opportunity way back then but way back then the people chose not to they said no you speak for us and come back and tell us what the father wants you know but in, and again the Lord is giving him acolytes in verse 11. He says, he says, in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him, Moses, to do in the land of Egypt before Pharaoh and all his servants and all his land. In other words, there has not been another one like Moses. You know, and then in verse 12, he says, and by all the mighty powers and by all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of Israel. A lot of the stuff that Moses did was in the open. All the miracles that, that he did, you know, were in the open, you know, or when, when all the plagues came against uh, Egypt and Pharaoh, you know, everybody saw, everybody experienced that. So everybody was there. It wasn't like they heard about this stuff. It, they were there when it happened. You know, they were there. They were able to say, you know, there has never been another man, you know, like Moses. There has never been another prophet like him. So the Lord was again, you know, even though Moses, you know, he messed up, yet God still loved Moses and God still made a way and God took Moses, you know. But then he said, you know, but look, and he says at the end of this chapter, you know, that there has not been another one like Moses. You know, there was hasn't been one like him. So again, even though, you know, we may, we may mess up, now, come on. This has been the topic for the last two weeks <laughs> at Fusion Church. You know, messy people. You know, we don't all have it all right at all times. But we know that we have a Savior that we can turn to. We have a Savior that we can turn to and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, help me. Lord, show me the way. Father, help me not to miss that promised land. You know, help me not to miss that miracle that you have for me. Because of what I did, or because of my anger, because, you know, again, Moses being upset and being angry caused him, it caused him not to enter the promised land because of his disobedience, but yet God still loved him, yet God still used him, yet God still performed miracles through him, you know, and God was constantly communicating, again, look what it says, you know, there has not been another one whom the Lord knew face to face you know so the law was still putting him up there you know because even though he messed up and he has to pay the consequences of his disobedience 
but yet God still loved them and God still made a way. So whatever it is that we're dealing with today, whether if it's physical, emotionally, or spiritual, God has your answer for you. God says, I got you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I will not abandon you. I am more and bigger than the situation that you're facing today. God is making a way in the desert for you. So today, my brothers and sisters, if you know that there is something that we need to fix, something that we need to take care of, because just like Pastor Brendan, that we, we all have a mess. We all have messy lives sometimes. But yet again, we serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful God. We serve a loving God that we can turn to. And in the midst of everything, he will forgive us and he will help us. So again, don't lose the opportunity that the Lord has given you. Love one another. Forgive one another. Come on. Forgive one another. Let it go. Sometimes, you know, we hold on to anger too long and it destroys the family and it destroys the home. You know, and I'm only saying that because that's what I got out of this particular, you know, 12 verses in, in, in Deuteronomy 34, that we have to let go. Let God be God. You know, he'll take care of it. And all we need to do is surrender it to him. And so there it is, Lord. Forgive me for this and go to that person, you know, and ask for forgiveness and leave it in God's hand. Because when we do that, we release ourselves from that person. We release ourselves from the situation. You know, we need to do what the Lord has called us to do. And, uh, and me personally, there's been many times that I have done, you know, that just that. And I have gone to people only because I don't want nothing to be in the way of my relationship with other people. I don't want nothing to stand there. And sometimes just because of a little misunderstanding, Ooh, a lot of fire is uh, it rises up from it, and because we don't we don't learn to let go, you know, and forgive, you know, and 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 leave it in God's hands. We keep picking it back up again and try to fight those battles. And God is saying, "Just leave it in my hands. I got this. I know what I'm doing, you know." So the Lord has this. Surrender it to Him. Turn it over to Him, you know. And and again, you know, just trusting God. He will lead you into all understanding. He will show you what you need to do, you know, and, 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 and God has a way of just turning things around. So again, I have, you know, I bring this to a conclusion, you know, that God is in control. God has your back. He is right there with you. His word says that he will never leave us, nor forsake us. He will never abandon us. So this morning, you know, as we come to a conclusion, as we start this day, as we remember that those that lost their lives for our freedom, you know, throughout this day, you know, and, and we remember what they did for us out there. Also remember what the Lord did for you at Calvary. The Lord said, he stretched out his arms and he died for you and I. So we can have the privilege this morning that we can go right to the Father and say, Abba, Father, I need you. Forgive me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And he is right there. He is right there. So Jesus made a way for us. So this morning, you know, seek him, praise him, surrender it to him. He got you. He got you. And he's making a way in the desert. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you. I just thank you for every, every home represented here, every life, every family, every union represented here. Father, I ask for your blessings upon them. 
Father God, that you will just meet their needs. Father God, that you will just show them the way. Father, that through you, all things are possible because you make a way where there is no way. You open up doors. When there's not a door to be found, you will make a door and open it up for us, Lord God. I thank you in advance what you're going to do, what you have done and what you're doing. I thank you, Father, for the privilege that we have, that we can come and worship you, that we can come and praise you, that we can come and acknowledge who you are. Thank you for this day, Father God. Thank you for this hour. I thank you for this week. I pray that your blessings be upon your people, Father God. Meet all their needs, Father God, according to your riches and glory. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Have a blessed week. You know, have a blessed week. Keep your focus. Keep your focus. The best is yet to come. Love you. And we see each other soon. God bless.